0: This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Friday, it's the 3rd of November, 2023, and today I'm going to talk about social media, but not in the way you might think.
1: You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show.
0: Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Breeze. I was going to edit out the word technology from today's show. Just, you know, just like it's your daily show. Show, uh, yes. Today.
1: Well, you never I'm, know. Yeah, Who well, knows? you know. That's a good thing about Double Tap. You just never know which way it's going to go. Neither do we. That's no. the
0: thing about it. You know, I think people think we plan this. I got an email in and we'll play it in a bit later. Uh, a voicemail attached to an email from Dominique, who uh, says at the end of the message, "I'm preempting the end of a message ahead of time." That's the show. Uh, and Dominique says, "I'd love to sit in on the sessions when you record because you guys just must laugh all the time, and we do." Uh, well, I will say this, Dominique. Today, uh, I don't think you'd have wanted to join the pre. Let's just say meeting. If the you can pre-meeting call it that. meeting. No. The pre-meeting of the show meeting, <laughs> uh, because it just involved a lot of yawning today. That's the thing. There was a lot of yawning involved.
1: You know what it um, is? It, it's, yeah. you know,
0: now we're in November. It's a bit of a drizzly
1: day. It's, it doesn't hasn't really seemed like it's got light today. Everything just feels a bit... Uh, rubbish. Rubbish. And I, it just, it makes me tired. I am a tired <laughs> old man
0: at the minute. I need the sun. Yeah. Put okay. a Beatles song? Is that not a thing everyone's doing now? They're all sticking on Beatles songs? Everyone seems to be obsessed with the Beatles all of a sudden. Well, I that's... thought the Beatles were finished.
1: Well, no, they've released a new single. Is it called can Now I, and Then? Can I just ask a,
0: can ask a question? How is that actually possible?
1: I believe it's, uh, you know what, I don't know. I just saw the back end of a, a news story <laughs> on this. I believe it's like a, a lost tape and it's been recovered thanks to AI,
0: probably. Oh, we've got some tech in. Well done. Oh, good.
2: Well, you go, I covered
3: it.
0: Oh, he'll be so happy when he wakes up. (laughs) Do you know, I get a message from Mr. F yesterday, and he says to me, this is during Access Tech Live. Live, I say, live! Mm -hmm. And uh, I got a message from him saying, you know what I'm doing right now? I'm humming the emails jingle.
1: Oh, we got to him. That makes me so incredibly happy.
0: It's for you Get Mr. It in F. your head. It's for Mr. <laughs> F right now. There you go. that's uh, that'll be in his head all day now. You
1: ruined me ding dong. I was just oh, going to ding
0: dong though. I do apologize. It's my favorite profusely. bit. Goodness me, it's just turned into a, some kind of BBC radio farce all of a sudden.
3: <laughs> Hello Vic. Um,
0: <laughs> carry on. <laughs> Shut that door. So um only about three people will get that joke. But anyway. Um, yes. It's a very, <laughs> very specific. Anyone aged... left
1: watching TV in the 70s in the UK? <laughs> yeah. Well done, Stephen. Down
0: with the YouTube. Wasn't U- that on the radio? Wasn't Larry Grayson on the radio as well? I, I thought I he was. it was. Before my day, know. funnily enough.
1: Really? Yeah. Let's all go down this road. OK, carry
0: on. This <laughs> so this is the show starting now. From this is now. the show. Is it, is, is it right from now. OK, yes. we're starting from now. OK. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll make a note of that. Um, So this week, I found out that I'm not blind. Oh, oh, congratulations, Stephen. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was stunned. Well Um, done. Now, you might be wondering how this news was delivered. You know, was it uh, some kind of new treatment that's perhaps on the way uh, that I've been trialing? Is it perhaps some kind of research project that's ongoing that I've been contributing my time to? If I'm going to like an eye hospital and getting you know lots of uh, new kinds of, I don't know, medication and, and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff, um, have they found a way to regrow my optic nerve? Um, nice. No, none of that. It was a guy on social media. It was a guy on social media who decided I wasn't blind.
1: Oh, well, um, and now let's be clear here. We need to be clear on our definitions are you not blind, or are you not blind
0: enough? <gasps> well, I don't know. I actually don't know. <laughs> I, I, was, I was just told I was not blind, so I had to kind of go with that. Now I bring this up because it was a personal thing. It was, I, I, and this is this is how it started. So, and this is the, this is why I love about social media. So I put up a statement. Uh, basically congratulating research into optic nerve hypoplasia. That's the condition I was born with, where essentially my optic nerve never formed properly. And finally, it seems, after many years, research is being done into this. And it has never really been done. And I made the point that as far as I'm concerned, I was told as a child that my condition would never change. Nothing would change. Yes, And... That clearly wasn't the case, right? Things did change. Now, I admitted in that tweet as well, I said, look, I realise there are other factors in life. I mean, for example, a lot of people might you know, end up with glaucoma or age-related macular degeneration, even on top of the condition I already have. And that's something I'm always wary of, which is why I still always go and get my eyes tested. Yeah, And it's really encouraging for people... To to go do that because even though if you even if you're completely blind it's still worth doing we know we've talked about it on the show before the the things that these uh, opticians tests now can pick up on it's yes. not just always about sight um but anyway so I I had tweeted this out congratulating that the, uh, it was a Canadian article I think actually fight for Canada uh, Bl- fight for for Canada or fight for blindness I think it was called fighting and, blindness um, something. fighting blindness yeah that's yeah. the one. And they had messaged this out, that this was research that was being done. And I was quite pleased about that. And the response I got back from one particular person was um, that if I can use a, an, a gaming headset and I can make eye contact, then I'm not blind. And also made the point that poor vision is not blindness. Now, that I don't disagree with. Um, I think there's there are definitely differences, right? Poor vision is not necessarily blindness. I absolutely understand. There's a, a difference here, um, but what seemed to be coming out of the the messaging that followed was really that I, as an individual, was not blind because I once used a gaming headset. And I'm assuming we're talking here about a, a VR headset, not not like a. Well, that headphones. confused me. I must yeah, say, yeah, a yeah. gaming
1: headset is just a pair of headphones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyone could use. I think. Those, I, think the, I think the I reference think, was about
0: virtual reality. Yes. Yeah. To
1: be fair, I think yes. Okay.
0: And uh, using uh, and making eye contact, which again is a really interesting one. And the follow-up, I have to say, I was a little bit concerned because one thing I don't like is pylons. I hate it. I, I've had it myself when someone just jumps on you on social media and then suddenly everyone's after you and it just feels a little bit overwhelming. And I, I did not want that to happen to anybody because I should say that I do know the, well, I say I know the individual. I don't know the individual. I know the person who used to listen to the show. I don't know if he still does. Um, but probably know, not now. No, probably <laughs> not anymore. But, I, you know, I don't want to call him out by name because that's unfair. And it is unfair because, you know, I have a platform where I can talk about this publicly and he doesn't. Um, so I feel, you know, I'm in a position here where I can talk about the issue, but I don't really want to make it personal. That's not what this is about. No,
1: that's, you know what? That's not really important, but it, it no. is. To be fair, this brings up an interesting conversation that has, it seems, is always there in the background.
0: Yeah, and it's the conversation, and ultimately it's the conversation which a lot of partially sighted people have in quiet spaces. We don't have it often in public. I think there's a lot of us who don't have this discussion. And that is that oftentimes the biggest challenge we face is not entirely from society en général.
4: I just made that up.
0: Well done. Um, But actually from other blind people. And... It almost sounds counterproductive when you say that because you think, well, hang on a minute, how can you go after your own? (laughs) It's like, you know, these are blind people, these are your people, right? And it's like, well, yeah, but not everyone's on the same page with this. There are a lot of blind people who don't, for whatever reason, I don't know what the reason is, but there's a lot of blind people out there who, and I have faced this many times. This was not a surprise experience to me on social media. This is not the first time a blind person has said I'm not blind. I've also had I'm not blind enough over the years, That is an interesting comment as well. Mm -hmm. And I think the the thing for me is that there's such a stigma. I think there's such a stigma around partial sight. And I think the stigma sometimes is caused by this, this division that seems to be perpetrated by blind people. I don't think it's necessarily provided by sighted people because I don't think they understand enough about the subject to be able to differentiate. We've talked about this so many times, the idea that society doesn't understand or eye conditions what visual impairment is what blindness is they don't really on 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 the whole get it of course not and sometimes we don't even get it ourselves no it's it's difficult so so when you get the criticism about being partially sighted and it's strange it does often come across as quite aggressive right it's like you're partially sighted you know as if it, it, like, almost accusatory and i don't i i've never understood why this is and i bring it up as a point of discussion but it's been my experience. And, you know, if everyone, if anyone wants to get in touch and say, well, I've not had that experience, I don't know what you're talking about, Stephen. Okay, fine. But I have. I've had this experience on more occasions than I have fingers. And that's the troubling thing. I've had this a lot from the blind community. Because, and i I've talked about this a lot. Anytime I've talked about this issue, I always talk often about the fact that I never really felt part of the blind community growing up. Now, part of that, to be fair, was me not really wanting to engage with the blind community. I never wanted to be called blind. I didn't Absolutely want to be true. blind. Yes. So yeah. as, as I, in my 20s, in my teens, in my 30, early 30s anyway, I just didn't want to be blind. I, I, that wasn't me. That wasn't who I was. No. And maybe I'm as guilty of feeling negative feelings towards blindness as much as blind people might have negative feelings about people who are partially sighted. I don't know. But I think we have to have the conversation. We have to open this up because no one talks about this.
1: No it's, one. It's, it's difficult, though. It is nuanced. And it, it's I, I, like everything we seem to have a discussion about. I always say the same thing and it bores myself, but it does seem to be contextual. I mean, I used the word, I started to use the word blind. I, I used to say, I can't see. Mm-hmm. All the time to someone, you know, someone delivering something or whatever. I can't see, or I can't see very well. But then I changed to blind because I can't see very well. is is nothing when you're talking to someone sighted who, oh yeah, without my glasses I can't see either. It doesn't get across the 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 problem that I'm having enough. So I started to use I'm blind because people automatically understand. Okay, then you know they change their behaviour towards you and that was important at the time but if i'm talking to someone else who is visually impaired then i am a little bit more careful about throwing around blind i mean
0: there is a nuance to it right because but do you do you feel that you're because this is the thing right it's almost like we're constantly walking on eggshells among our own people
1: yeah,
0: and, the, the, and and again, and, and I want to say this really quickly. I want to say that there's, there's not every single blind person I've ever met in my life has done this. That's not the case. That is definitely not the case. There is a minority there uh, who will do this. Sometimes it's teasing. Sometimes it's a gentle joke and I can take a joke as much as anyone else. I'll give as course. good as I can we take. We all so do it to fine. each other.
1: Of course we do.
0: And you know, I've been called the partial so many times and the problem for me is that when it gets to the point maybe it's one thing when you're when you're in the position where you actually think okay whatever fine water off a duck's back but you know it's bothering you because your vision's getting worse and you just feel this isn't helping me that is not really doing anything for me that's making me feel better it's not making me feel accepted inside this community and i i don't know why i need that acceptance in the community but when we talk about acceptance, actually, it's one thing that never comes up, actually being accepted among your peers. That can be a real challenge. Well, Because you, for years, I felt like I was on the outside.
1: Well, of course. And as you said, some of that was self-imposed exclusion, right? Absolutely, because yeah. we're in denial for the longest time ourselves. So when we come to accept it, when it feels like you're being, uh, well, you're actually not part of this group, it's difficult. It is difficult. And as you said, I remember for the longest time, RP, so X-linked RP that I have. Um, So there was a long period of time there where I started losing the peripheral vision, but I had central vision. And if you've got okay central vision, no matter how small it is, I can make eye contact. I can see your face if I know where to look. But when it comes to mobility, I'm all over the place. I can get lost on a sidewalk because my tunnel vision is so small. So how do I class that? Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's it's really difficult. The reason I say I'm careful if I'm talking to someone who's visually impaired, because I don't want someone... The thing I always come up against is that you should be able to do this be, uh, despite of your, whatever, your, your level of sight. Yeah, 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 yeah. You should be able to do that. And I don't like that because it's not always possible. And if if i say oh it's it you should be able to let's say i don't know um use the this- menu well yeah exactly or even someone reads the
0: menu for you and it's like well why didn't you get the app out why didn't you have seeing ai and why didn't you use ira and what and it's like yeah i get it but, but
1: there's other yeah but it goes to a, a deeper level than that if we take the restaurant thing out there you should be able to cut up your own food now that's been an argument I've had with people before, <laughs> about mm. cutting up your own food. Oh, I, I get the, 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 the waiter or waitress to cut up my steak for me because I find it easier. Now, for someone to come out and say, well, I, I, I'm blind or you know, I'm totally blind. I've got no light perception or whatever it may be, and I can do it fine. Therefore, you should be able to. Mm-hmm. I just feel like you, you do need to be careful. When you, when you get to those points. But again, it's all about context of who you're talking to.
0: I'll often think, I, I remember having a situation at work where this had happened to me, and I used the analogy of, um, so the, the person who did who, who mentioned this to me, who said, basically, your colleague can do this, why can't you? And I said, well, you're a woman. I said, and I know a woman who can drive trucks and buses. Can you do that? and she said <laughs> no and i said but why not and she said well i've not trained for it. i said but why not well i don't i don't i don't need to because i don't i said no but that's not an answer why can't you do it i said do you see my point it's yeah. like you're you're putting you're just deciding that because that person can do it that other person should be able to do it purely because both of us are blind that's the only connection we have on this and it's this it goes back again to this homogenous group approach, which a lot of sighted people are are guilty of thinking we all think the same way, we all feel the same way, we all just have the same view. You know, I've I've had taxi drivers, I've said this before, who have said to me, "Oh, I met a blind guy last time. He was really rude to me." And I thought, mm, "I don't know if I ever want to pick up blind people again." I, that's been said to me, like openly, and I and I always say, take the word blind out and put the word woman in or black in, and then replay that sentence back and say hmm, I, I met a black guy, I didn't like him, I'll never pick up another black person again. There's a word for that. I can't think of it right now. What's that word? <laughs> yes. hmm. Oh yeah, racism, it's, yeah. It's, it's Or sexism, if it's a woman. It's
1: a really difficult conversation, though, because we're going down so many different avenues with this. I'm now thinking back, right? I'm saying, oh, don't tell me what I can and can't do. But our discussion about using a touchscreen, now I'm saying... Linus shouldn't be an obstacle to using a a smartphone. Mm-hmm. Now, do I have a right to say that? Am I falling foul of my own argument here?
0: Well, no. I think I, I think you you're right in that argument, and I think it's because we're talking about capability. The challenge, I think, is that there's often this sense of people love to put identity in front of everything these days. And so age becomes the identifying factor. And suddenly with age, you cannot do something. And look, I'm sorry, I have seen too many examples of, I have heard from too many people. I have got so many emails from people who are in their 70s, their 80s, even in their 90s, who are way more tech ahead than even I am at times. And with so many different pieces of tech, age is not a barrier to learning. No. And neither is blindness. Neither is blindness. Yes, I, of course, additional disabilities Mental health issues, whatever it might be, whatever the challenges may be, of course, those can always play a factor, can always be a problem. I understand that. But if you are blind, I don't see the barrier. So, I, you know, I, because I have more faith in blind people than that, because I know how capable we are as people. I know how capable I am and how resilient I am and how adaptable I am way more than a lot of people are in the sighted world, because we have to be to survive. Yes. No, you know, I, we have to do everything double the speed, double the 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 quality, double the everything to get half as far as a sighted person. Yeah, that's the truth. I agree in like, jobs, employment, education, whatever it is, you know. And so, and, and the reason, that, and I bring up the whole subject of um, the this 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 tweet because you know the, the the idea that I can put on a VR headset and look it's for absolute clarity here. I haven't worn that VR headset for about two years. Now, here I'm into the realm of justification. This is a common trait amongst blind people as well. We start to, ju- especially people who've come to blindness, we justify ourselves at every turn. So it's like, well, I, you know, I actually didn't pick up that VR headset for two years. And I didn't, but I feel I need to say that in order to justify the point I'm making. That it's like, oh, well, if I wore it last week, that would somehow make it, this whole argument irrelevant. And as for eye contact, um, I think I remember where this came from. I was talking about this subject, actually. When I was at the RNIB, I remember on my day one, they were talking 2007. In the first year of being there, in 2007, I remember the biggest challenge for me was making eye contact. That is the context of that conversation I had before around eye contact. So that gives you a sense of the distance in time we're talking about. Now, I didn't mention that at the time, so fair enough if people don't pick up on that. But that was, that was the, the circumstances surrounding that. Now, again, I'm justifying myself for no reason other than just to explain away the nonsense that was flung at me as an argument for me not being blind. But the, the truth of the matter is, there are a lot of us out here who saying that word blind is like stabbing ourselves in the heart repeatedly. It is difficult to actually come out and say it. And even among my friends and among my family, I have struggled to say it. I've struggled to say the words because even my my mum will say to me, well, you're not blind. And I'm saying, well, I am. And she'll say, no, 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 your, your eyesight's fine because the doctor told you. And I'm like, aha, but that's not the case anymore. And she's in denial about it. And so I have to live with that. I have to live with almost just accepting that she'll never accept it. And that's part of what it is. And I can kinda get that because she's my mum and she doesn't because she sees blindness as a negative. You know, she sees everything about disability as a negative, to be perfectly honest, because that's the generation she grew up in, that's the world she grew up in. I don't feel that way about disability. I think it's it's challenging, of course. It has its its ups and its downs like everything else, but I think there's more opportunity now than there ever was, and there's certainly more discussion about it these days, which is brilliant. Yeah, um, but it
1: does make it difficult to use that word. Sometimes it does feel yeah. like you're hurting your family member by just saying, I'm blind, right, using the B word. So uh, so, you,
0: so you, you're at the stage of you're, you're really struggling to say the word because of the kickback you might get. I had it from friends years ago who would say to me, I didn't, I mean, I, I remember once writing an article for a newspaper Uh, in Scotland. It was at the time, there was a TV show here called Big Brother. And there was a guy uh, who I worked with who was on the show. It was like, I I don't know if it's in the States or Canada, but it's it's essentially one of those reality shows, one of the first reality shows. A bunch of people get flung in a house, cameras on them 24-7, and everyone watches and votes them out every week. And um, in this particular series, a guy I knew, a friend of mine, went in. And as such, I got opportunities to talk about visual impairment and blindness on that wider stage. And I spoke about, I think for the first time, the challenges I'd had as a visually impaired person. And I called myself that at the time, a visually impaired person, the issues I faced. And a friend of mine called me up and said, I've just read this article in the newspaper. Are you kidding me? That's not you. What yes. rubbish was that? Yeah, and he had, and, I, and I said to him, I said, seriously, that is who I am. If you want to know who the real Stephen Scott is, that is him. It's not this guy who, you know, looks like he just gets by, who makes it work, you know, who's bluffed it as, as long as he could. And I did. I bluffed it for years. It I just, is? in my in workplace, I would go in Wearing and that I would mask. just... Yeah. Absolutely. I'd, I'd be like, you know, guy, okay, I can do all that stuff. Yeah, I can see that computer. Yeah, I can do that thing. That's no problem. And I would push my vision as far as it would let me go. And I was lucky because it did let me go far and it actually was better. I know it was better than it is today, but, and I know I couldn't do any of that stuff today, but I'm glad I did push myself because if I didn't, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't be doing this. I wouldn't be sitting in my back room talking to you, getting shouted at by (laughs) every five minutes when he's awake.
1: It's it's very true. It's very true, but it is... As I keep saying, it it's a it's a nuanced discussion because I just think there's so many different aspects to it. I mean, who you're talking to, what you're talking about, what is the definition of blind? I, I just I just think it's very difficult to say what someone else's vision is, even if they're doing something you think, wow, how on earth are you doing that? I mean, obviously there's there's limits to that. I, I do get slightly the only time I get slightly irked if, if someone is Doing something, and if they're, oh, I'm gonna say it anyway, if someone is doing something and um, it, it that it's not actually them that's doing it, if they need assistance, right? Which is absolutely okay. fine, anyone can get assistance to do anything, absolutely, but I think that needs to be said because otherwise, it can. I've been very fragile (laughs) at certain times in my life and Mm. if i thought for one second well they can do that why can't i it would just push me further and further down so i do think we need to be honest about hey i can do this because i've got you know enough central vision or i can do this because of whatever reason um so isn't that the
0: problem isn't that the problem with identity though in the sense that if you make the blindness the focus then that's all you'll focus on That's all we will focus on. I think that's the problem I have with the whole identity issue, because ultimately, if you're making that the focus, and and like you say, then you find out that that person's doing something. I mean, I get irked by people who are, and and this is interesting because this kind of gets into this gray area. There are some people sometimes who will refer to themselves as blind, and you, in your heart, know they're not well, yeah, that's the whole argument. Then, and this right? is the argument they make, about, and this is exactly the reverse point of what the guy on social media said to me, right? Because I've gotten to the point where I'm starting to realise what that blindness actually means. And so I understand where that guy's coming from. I do actually understand the the, the point he's making. I just don't think you should call people out on it. I think people have to come to their own agreement. But the, the reason I, I get hurt is because... I think, oh, well, that doesn't feel right. Or, you know, that that person's maybe using a piece of software and it's no way is that an accessible piece of software. So how are they managing to do it? Yes. And they're doing it themselves. And how are they doing it? Now, is that me being annoyed at them because they can do something I can't? Or is that the, they shouldn't be identifying as blind? And what right do I have to even bring that up? And that's why I, I don't bring it up. I don't. I genuinely don't. I might have a thought to myself, but I will keep it to myself because it's of no... The, the, I don't know what's going on in that person's life. I have no idea. They could be telling us they're using something. They're trying to do the bluffing thing that I did for years. Maybe they're really struggling. We don't know. That's the point of this. Don't call people out if you don't know the whole story. And even if you think you do know the whole story, do you know what? It's got nothing to do with you, how someone identifies. If they decide they, they want to use that word blind, I don't think anybody, I certainly hope nobody uses that word without serious consideration because I think most people, it takes a lot to use that word. I think it takes a hell of a lot because it took a lot for me. And I think I was probably at the point before I used the word. People told, it got to a point where someone told me and I thought, no, that's not not me. And it took me a while. Exactly. Admitting it to yourself is the hardest bit. And then saying it to someone else, and it's like that catches your back of your throat because you're like, I I said that word out loud. And and you honestly feel that the world is going to cave in around you (laughs) because you've said it. You've said like some really horrible word, but it it just takes so much. And I think that the, the psychology around vision loss and the experience of people losing vision, it needs to be addressed more. It really does. The, you know, mental health is just, I, I know people are taking mental health more seriously than ever, and that's good. I think they need to take it even more seriously because we see endless examples of people who just struggle and struggle and struggle and get attacked. I mean, I, I saw an interview with Matthew Perry, mm. and he was being interviewed on British television. If anyone can get a chance to view the clip, it, it's just horrendous. This guy is basically saying, I don't know who the guy was he was being interviewed or being on the panel with, but this guy was basically saying, well, you know, you're not really an alcoholic. You're, you know, it's just your choice. Yeah. And can you imagine how difficult it must have been and how much strength it took for Matthew Perry to just whack the guy? Yeah. Because I would be like, I would be incensed if someone called me out on that kind of thing and said, no, that's not the case. How dare you? come out with that how dare you attack someone on that level you have no idea what you're talking about yeah and even if you're blind it doesn't I'm sorry it doesn't count we don't you don't get some badge when you're blind that says I know everything about blindness you don't get a badge when you're low vision or you're in a wheelchair to say that you are the king or the queen of that particular disability and you can speak with impunity on it you're not no one has that right Because everyone's experience is different. And my point out of all of this is to say, people identify as you need, be who you are, but don't let anybody else stop you. And if someone attacks you for it, then you've really got to look inside yourself and think to yourself, what are they going through that's causing them to respond this way? Because it may be more about them than it is about you. And there endeth the sermon. Wow. Um, Yeah. Um, It's a really interesting conversation. It
1: can be a difficult conversation. And I don't know, uh, there's so many different areas and aspects to it, but I think um, I'd be really interested to hear other people's opinions on this and their experiences more than anything, I think.
0: And one of the reasons I spoke out, I'll say this to to wrap up here, but I, I, I... the reason I spoke up was because I felt at this stage in my life, I feel I'm able to stand up and speak. I don't think I could have done it a year ago to even fight back against it. I would have just probably deleted the app off my phone and said never again yeah. um, because I would just have hid away from it. But I, f- I felt I could. And I think if we are in a position, any of us are in a position who can speak up and not everyone can. Um, but if you can speak up against that kind of nonsense, you should. Because really, it's for no one else to tell you what you are and what you're not. And, uh, you know, as I say, I, I, I never wanted this. This wasn't an aim when I grew up. You know, what, what do you want to be when you grow up, Stephen? I want to be blind. And I never said that and no one else ever did. <laughs> no. And if you did, then, okay, that's a bit weird. Um, <laughs> there I said it because I'm sorry. I find that would be completely weird for anyone to wish that upon themselves. I didn't wish it upon myself. I wouldn't wa- I don't want it. And if I could get rid of it tomorrow, I'll happily get rid of it. If the person who told me I wasn't blind can actually make it possible for me to be able to drive a car, hand back my disabled badge, I will absolutely do it tomorrow. And someone else can take my chair and be the blind guy in the chair. Because that's fine. I've got what I want back, which is my vision.
1: Well, you you realise that's a whole different conversation you've just kicked up now about, would you take your sight
0: back if you... If you but look, I, I'm speaking for that me. old classic. Yeah, I'm speaking for me, and I, and and I, <sighs> I'll say this again because I feel I have to say this every time. I only speak for me, okay. I am not here to tell anyone how to think. I'm not here to tell anyone what to say or how they should feel about anything. That's exactly my point over the last thirty minutes. As my point has been, don't do that. Listen and learn from other people. Um, but I, I, these are my views, and welcome to disagree with them please do you know the email address you know the phone number get in touch it's a talk show it's a conversation that's what this is all about i'm sorry it's been so deep on a friday but i just i wanted to get that off my chest i felt it was important to bring it up because it was a big issue for me this week it bothered me yes and i wanted to say i think if you felt it was a little bit tetchy on monday you will probably now know why (laughs) um because that was kind of coming off the back of it but anyway we've discussed it i'm parking it everyone's friends again we're all fine Let's move on. We'll get into your emails. It's next on Double Tap.
1: Connect with the Double Tappers on social media now. On Twitter and Facebook at Double Tap On Air. And on
0: Mastodon at Double Tap. Yeah, so we're going to get back into the inbox today, and lots of your comments. I want to go straight to Dominique, who has sent in this message.
2: Hey, double tap podcast listeners, Sean and Steve, what's up, you guys? So I just listened to the episode about the new air fryer. Yay! They have an air fryer that talks now. That is great. I'm here in the U.S., currently in <laughs> Texas, so yeah. Y'all ship one in Texas like ASAP. Come on, come on, come on. A talking air fryer? Heck yeah. That That's cool. That's very. That's great. Um, I just got through uh, checking out the Kasori. Uh, Kasori? Kasori? Have you said I don't know how you know to say it to myself. Yes. That air fryer, oh, I just no got through checking that one out a while back as well, and that one seems promising as well. <laughs> But this is um this looks like this might be pretty cool. So yeah, about this monitor thing. You know, that's funny because mm. Yeah, with the WhatsApp thing, yeah, there's the QR code you gotta worry about. Um oh and there's another thing. What about RIM? What if you're using the RIM uh remote access program with someone? Do you need a screen for that as well? Somebody should try that and see. Meaning Wouldn't the getrim.app so program from uh, matt campbell and others and stuff somebody should try that and see if you need a monitor for that and by the way that is a great app by the way that is so great to use i've used that with a friend of mine recently just to see how good remote access would be from a mac to another mac and the delay time was little to none it was amazing it was amazing um you guys keep doing what you're doing I would love to be. (laughs) I would love to sit in with you guys on your recording sessions one day. I know you guys have fun. (laughs) Talk to y'all later. You guys keep it up. Peace. It's (laughs) done. Sounds like someone else is having fun there.
1: (laughs) Uh,
2: That's a happy house, isn't it? Oh, that was lovely.
1: Um, rim and having a monitor. Now, I would, off the top of my head, with absolutely no experience, would would think not. Because of no, this very really nature, so. I would hope not. It's funny, we've been playing with the MVDA remote support add-on, mm. um, which was very nice. It, it seemed to work absolutely fine. I've used Jules, is it Tandem in the past?
0: Yes, we tried uh, that.
1: Which was incredibly easy to use, by the way. Fantastic feature. Um, but I, I would assume not. I would assume you didn't need
0: the monitor, but I don't know. Although it is interesting it, because you're connecting to a monitor. Does it need to see... Screen because I'm mindful of apps that do require it. I think TeamViewer does require some kind of monitor. Um, I mean, I know, for example, when I connected, I, I, did I use, did I use um, TeamViewer? Did I use Quick Assist with the uh, IRA agent? I can't oh, what's remember. what's
1: happened to Quick Assist? Is that, un, is that un, inaccessible now? I mean, it's
0: unaccessible
1: and inaccessible. You had to pick me up on that. You <laughs> wouldn't let it lie, would you? Unbelievable! <laughs> I thought I got away with it. It's <laughs> almost. You think you we were
0: thinking. You were just thinking I could edit around that. I could make that really nice. Yeah, no one would yeah, ever know. Yeah. and no, yeah, I that for you. Sorry, we don't, we don't do
1: edits. Um, no, we don't. Yeah, Quick Assist seems to have gone downhill. I tried to use it the other day to help someone, and I got stuck. The screen reader wouldn't wouldn't help me out. So uh, I'm gonna look into that. Well, I don't know where I was going with that. Oh yeah, Team Viewer and um, video yeah. and Ira. I don't mm. know why that would be. Why? But Janine did mention in the show the other day that it should work. I think, didn't she?
0: Yeah, she did, but it didn't. So you know what she's talking about.
1: Fair enough. Okay, good point. <laughs> See, th- the point is that it should just. Sorry, be- Janine. It should just be hooking in to the graphical uh, graphic graphic driver, the graphical.
0: Oh, this would be interesting. Yeah, uh-huh. well, the, uh, uh, the graphical component of the interface.
1: I was going to say the, the graphical stream or the graphical <laughs> I/O, but I'm going to say it should be hooking into the graphics driver output, and it shouldn't matter that it's not actually outputting through a cable to a screen because it's just picking up the signal. Um, but obviously. That's not the case in some, well, WhatsApp, uh, especially, but in TeamViewer and IRA as well. I don't understand why that would be.
0: No, I don't know either, but uh, that's interesting. Oh, but Good. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I know nothing. I, ha- I haven't used Room. I would like to because I actually think this would be a cool app to try, especially going Mac to Mac, because at the moment, the only option I think I've got is the built-in one, which from previous experience was not the most accessible. Uh, I mean, it, does, it's, it works, but it's not, I haven't played for, for a while. That actually, hey, I'm leaving that one. for next week. Uh, so, well, Apple has its own built in share screen capability between machines. So you can actually go into a, a Mac, and mm-hmm. if you have another Mac next to it, it's on the same network. You can see that Mac, uh, you can share its drives, and then you can also do share screen. So there's an option to share the screen, and then you can actually get right into the, the desktop of that other machine.
1: And does it share the audio as well, so you can hear the voices? Yeah, yeah, that's
0: nice. Oh, I didn't even know that. Okay, yeah, that's built in. It's not the most well known, and I don't. I mean, there used to be a program called Apple Remote Desktop, which was much better. That seems to have been killed off, but yes. they've kind of built it into the system. And it's always been there. It's always part of it, and it's always a bit hit and miss. Some days you'll hit share screen; it just gives an error, and it just doesn't do it, and there's no reason for it. And then the next day, it's fine. I don't quite that's get the trouble is the logic.
1: I, I don't have a need to use this very often at all. So it's this whole area is something I'm not particularly up on. It's just something I've, you know, every now and again I tend to use. I always know that uh, the TeamViewer is inaccessible. All that thing with the code and everything mm. on it, it's just totally invisible to the screen reader, at least on Windows. So I just gave up with that.
0: Microsoft Remote Desktop is good if the machine is nearby. So for example, with me, I've got the PC next to my Mac. I could, in theory, just run it directly through a Microsoft remote desktop. That actually was much better for me than using Parallels. I mean, Parallels is okay. and I haven't tried VMware. I know that's one of the more accessible options for putting Windows 11 onto your Mac. Um, but I haven't tried that yet. And I may go back to VMware just to try it out because I'd like mm. to see the differences in experience. Because I had an okay experience With parallels, but I think the problem is you get you can get kind of lost in the systems, and there's in these coherence modes which just completely confuse me because you then got you know Windows in amongst the Mac kind of all merged in, and it's great visually, I'm sure, but it doesn't make any sense for a screen reader because you have no idea. What screen readers doing what, and don't set them both to eloquence because it just completely throws you. Uh, but no, I use RDC between the two um, sometimes, and that's a really nice way of doing it. Um, it works so well. Going back to good. what
1: Dominique said there about how um, responsive it can be. Mm. It's, it's. I use from my laptop in the house. I use the. I connect to this one in the shed, and it's just like I'm in front of it. It's absolutely yes, amazing. I will say, RDC, Remote Desktop Client uh, uh, Windows um, feature, is only available on Windows Pro. So if you've got home, yes, it's not available. Right. So that's you good do need point. the Pro.
0: Uh, let's go to Gordon. Thank you, Dominic. Hope you have a nice uh, time. Air fryers, in that I agree. And air fryers, yes. <laughs> Recording with us. You don't need to. You're listening to it. This is the session. There's no more than this. <laughs> it's just that you know we we start and then we stop and then... That's it, you know? So you're listening to the session. This is a live recording session. It is. Pre-recorded. Um, so let's go to Gordon, who's got an issue, speaking of Ira, actually, as we did earlier, uh, having an issue with his Rumian frames, the ones I've got, basically. The what, sorry? The what? The what, R- Stephen? Rumian, rumin, ramen, ramen frame. That's oh, it. I'm going to okay. call him the ramen frame. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's hear from Gordon.
3: Hello, Double Tappers. It's Gordon from Livingston in Scotland once again. It's just a little update on the Aruman AJ01 audio Bluetooth sunglasses. Uh, I've actually got two pairs of these now, really liking them. The reason I got a second pair is that my Anker Soundcore frames suffered a bit of an accident. Um, Uh Uh-oh. The frames are great. I really do like them. Uh, They're still lasting. They haven't broken down yet. But there is a problem when calling IRA. Now, this only started up recently uh, after the latest update to the IRA Explorer app. But when I phoned IRA last week, the agent could not hear me at all. And he'd reconnected the call a couple of times. Still no audio feed whatsoever. Uh, he then asked, are you wearing any uh, headsets? I said, yes, I'm wearing these audio sunglasses. He told me to turn them off. I did, and the sound came back. Now, since then, I've phoned IRA several times for a variety of... Uh, Tests. I used my Oho Sunshine frames. They worked absolutely fine. Um, I then called again with the room and frames, and this time the agent could hear me. I turned the frames off, put on the second pair, and as soon as they connected, the agent lost the audio feed. Um, I then turned them off, put back on the original pair, but they would not connect either. The sound had gone, and the only way he could hear me was if I turned them off and they could speak directly through the phone. Now, I did find a button in the iR Explorer app, which I wasn't aware of before. It had configured devices. So I went into that, and there's a microphone setting, and in there it was set to iPhone, but it had also recognised the AJ01 frames. So I tapped on that, thought I'd solved the problem, phoned back, agent still could not hear me. Uh, now, this I'm sure is something to do with the connection between the app and the room and frames because I then tried the old IRA legacy app, which I still have on my phone, and it worked absolutely perfectly with both pairs of room and frames. no problems whatsoever, so there's clearly an issue with the IRA Explorer app whether it only affects the room and frames or whether it affects other Bluetooth um, headsets i don't know i have reported it to ira and hopefully they'll get to the bottom of it uh, somehow but i thought i better alert you to this little problem if you're using the room and frames and trying to call ira be prepared to have to turn them off okay that's enough for me loving the show as always speak soon bye mm.
0: thank you for that gordon appreciate the update on that i haven't used them for that because if i'm totally honest i find when i'm outside the audio is just not loud enough, so I prefer just to use the phone. And I've got to say, if you've found this, but the iPhone 15 Pro speaker
1: is beautiful. Oh, it's amazing! I think I've experienced a similar problem um, with the Ira app and my AirPods. Um, oh, I've had a okay. couple of calls now where they couldn't hear me. So it's very interesting. You mentioned using the legacy Ira app. And that was absolutely fine. It would point to there is, as you said, a problem in in the new uh the new app there. Um, I would be very interested if anyone else has had that experience, then get in touch. And uh, hopefully Janine with her IRA hat on will be able to give us some info on that, but we will pass it on.
0: Yeah. Thank you for that, Gordon. Uh let's go to Felix, who's uh let's just say having a few iOS seventeen issues. And I know you're not alone in this.
4: Hello, double tappers. Um First and foremost, really enjoyed yesterday's show uh, where you were talking about the new air fryer from Cobalt systems. Um, really uh, got me uh, thinking about uh, that, really. Um, however, I wanted to talk about um, an issue of iOS that I don't know if you guys um, are experiencing. Um, well, first and foremost, iOS 17 for um, my phone, I've, I've got the iPhone SE 2020. It really it spread up. In iOS 17.0. So I actually did the update to 17.0, but then when 17.1 happened, my phone seems to have slowed down again. And um, so if anyone, anyone else has noticed that. Also, other weird things I've noticed um, that theory hasn't indeed, um, and it uh, hasn't really improved. Um, I'm still having the exact same issues I've had previous uh, in iOS 16. So, um, just wondering, did we know what's going on with that? I mean, there was talk of, uh, of some improvements. I don't know what improvements those were meant to be. Um, and the other thing I was going to mention is that dictation. I, I think I read somewhere the dictation would have improved in was 17, um, where, I mean, I, yes, it has to a certain degree, but there's a weird bug that I don't know if you guys have experienced. If you have your notifications turned on and you dictate uh, text, doesn't matter if it's in a in, uh, text message, WhatsApp, online or anywhere else, if you dictate text using the dictation thing on the keyboard, if you receive a notification like a WhatsApp message, it will automatically time out or it will um, insert a random sentence word or uh, completely go away. I just wondered if you guys had experienced anything like that, which is a little bit of a just disappointing uh, thing to happen, really, because I thought it would have been an improvement, because there was talk of improvement on dictation in itself. Um, but other than that, really enjoying the show, guys, and uh, talk to you guys soon.
0: Okay, thank you for that, Felix. A couple of issues in there, clearly, with uh, Braille and also that issue with the dictation. I think I have noticed this. I certainly have noticed voiceover be a little bit more chatty over the top of anything I'm doing these days. Um, That's true, yes. That's a bit of an ongoing issue overall. I find Siri gets a little bit... hung up on, on sometimes what were saying. It almost feels like they're having a conversation with itself. Um, <laughs> it's and I know Android true. users have been shouting about this for long enough, but I think they fixed that over at Google. So mm. as for the Braille issues, it's not something I'm using enough on the device to know, but I have heard from a number of different places, a lot of other people having issues with Braille. Um, some people saying, you know, it was great. I think you said this uh, there, or someone might have said this today um, to me that, you know, braille has was actually better in the beta than it is now um which is never good to hear but again you know this is this is the importance and it's interesting because we had sarah Herrlinger on access tech live with us yesterday and if you haven't had a chance to watch the episode yet go back and watch it's on youtube and it's on ami plus in canada as well uh go back and, and watch the episode because sarah talks about this specific issue she talks about accessibility at apple.com the email address. And I put it to her, look, you know, when, when an email goes to that inbox, what happens? And she was quite clear that, you know, the engineers get these emails, they read them, they get a lot of them and they will work through it, but they do section out the work and they, and they begin the process. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but there's actually a lot of job adverts at the minute. And funnily enough, one of them, one of the job adverts at Apple right now is for someone in quality control in Braille and accessibility. So oh. clearly they need people. To do this, so if you're looking for a job, then <laughs> you know to to help the, the the process, it might be worth looking into that if you've got the skills. But um, I, you know, I, certainly this is an ongoing process for sure. And Braille, you know, it's funny because I, I'm kind of delving into the world of Braille displays, and every time I read these stories, it kind of makes me more and more nervous because it just feels like they've never quite got this right. And even when they do get it right, it just breaks. Something else pops up.
1: Yeah, Mm. absolutely. I haven't noticed anything to do with speed, responsiveness. I haven't really noticed. Um, The notifications thing. (sighs) Notifications seem to have been a little bit strange. I must say, I actually really prefer the little tone you get when a notification comes in, the default iOS 17 behavior Mm. of it doesn't speak the notification. I'd love that because it doesn't yeah. get in the way of when I'm reading a long Facebook post, for example. You get halfway through, notification
0: comes through, and you got to read the whole thing again. <laughs> it's uh, I like.
1: Well, the I, I left
0: it the other day. I left it exactly that. It interrupted it to read a notification, and then when it stopped reading the notification, it just carried on from where it left off. Now I thought, I could... that was quite good.
1: Yeah, I've noticed a few apps where it will do that. The BBC News app, in my case, I've noticed that. If I'm reading an article, a notification will come in and then it'll read that and then carry on reading the article, except the article, it will then read every HTML tag in there. So it will say oh, yeah. less than P, uh, greater than, and then read. It just gets, okay, I'll need to there's read also this been a,
0: There's always been a, a punctuation issue a lot of times with iOS as well. Sometimes you just, for no reason at all, I don't change any settings. Next minute, it's reading at every space, comma, yes, exclamation mark, question marks, reading everything, and you think, "Why?" And then the, the advice is to turn voiceover off and on again. Which, okay, fine. Um, but that's the advice for everything,
1: turn it off and on again. That's pretty much
0: the answer for everything. It's the typical <laughs> IT response, isn't it? Just turn it off, turn it on again. Uh, Felix, I hope you get the re- the result, and uh, I do recommend emailing accessibility.apple.com about all this if you haven't already, and that would be the advice for anyone because otherwise, Apple won't know about it. Uh, you know, the, I know people from Apple listen to this show. I know that for sure. But they're probably not taking notes. They might just be chilling out listening to a podcast, right? So, you know, you want to email that email address. Make uh, it I official. Get, yeah. I want to get uh, this voice building from Biggles before we go.
4: Hey, Grumpy get Biggles here. Uh, just uh, on today's show, uh, you were talking to uh, ChatGPT for medical information. Uh, I was under the impression that... Uh, they recommended against using it because of the hallucination, uh, quote-unquote, factor, and that you wouldn't never, you would necessarily get correct information out of it. Uh, uh, maybe you should give a disclaimer about that. Uh, I don't think it's a good idea that you use that for medical information.
0: Um, thank you uh, for that, Biggles. A really good point, actually. I kind of get swept up in the world of ChatGPT myself and kind of forgot that part of it. Um, Yeah, I I did use it to find out about that medication of mine. I mean, certainly the information did stack up, but you're right, how would I know if it was wrong? If I'm seeking information, that means I don't know the answer, so... Uh,
1: It depends. You're you're absolutely right, Biggles. I mean, every... Every sort of OCR app and AI app does give that disclaimer. Be my eyes, be my AI feature, for example. Do not use this for medication uh, purposes. I mean, if I'm going to ask ChatGPT, should I take two of these tablets or four of these tablets? Do not do that. That is absolutely not yeah. the thing to use it for. And actually, but if, uh, if I'm it, asking about what are the symptoms or possible side effects of a tablet, I will do that. I will admit I will double check everything. But I will do that. I would use it just as I would do a Google search. If you do a Google search on something, you need to be very careful because anyone could open a website and put any information on it. But I think specifically,
0: though, what Biggles might be referring to, uh, and actually this is maybe the bigger point, is images. So this is really where a lot of the Be My AI concern came from. And I think you picked up on this early on, where you're taking a picture of, of medication, to To essentially ask Be My AI what this was. That's right. And it yeah. gave you the wrong answer. Yes.
1: I've got blister packs with no actual packaging in my mm. cupboard. And I was trying to find out what they were. And yes, it did absolutely get it wrong. Um, so yeah, I was yeah, seeking advice.
0: Fair. Whereas, you know, if you're needing to take a tablet and you're asking Be My AI or Open or ChatGPT or whatever, you know, for information about something you're actively going to take, then I would definitely. Not, Uh I would reel against that idea for sure. I would never use that. I, I must say though, seeing AI is good for identification. I use that again. I don't know if it's using OpenAI now to do that, but I haven't had much experience. Well, in saying that, I mean I've taken medication and I'm still here, so I guess that that's a, that's well, a plus.
1: OCR pr- programs are different. They aren't. They are not using AI to to try and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Translate the image into letters. They are. Says what it sees. Yeah, it? but even then, they can they can make mistakes in what they think they're seeing. So you know, you do need to be careful. No, I, would I can't always, trust anyone, can you? Well, I would always always <laughs> if it's something as important as that, get sighted
0: assistance. Even then, get someone How you trust. You. I can I can do it myself. <laughs> I'm going back to my point of it earlier. I can do it all by myself. I'm capable. You're not blind. Ah, fair enough. Uh, okay, that's it for today thank you so much for uh, being with us uh, we are back tomorrow with uh, guess what yes the express is back in town I want to say hello to everyone who uh, does a little pop pop when the show comes on it actually tells me hello. the show's starting that's yeah. just me that's just you oh no it's not just you there's loads of people I get there's lots of pop pops pop. out there there's a huge ton of parpers. I love you, parpers. God bless you. Hashtag part uh, <laughs> Don't forget, we're back tomorrow for that on uh, Double Tap Express. Going back over the week, and in particular, the big announcements from Apple. Uh, giving Sean a chance to get his view in on this, because uh, you didn't have a say on this issue. I did really, so No,
1: no. I wasn't tomorrow. there.
0: And on Monday, we're back with even more conversation. Keep your feedback coming. We love it. Feedback at doubletaponeer.com. 1877-803-4567 is our number. Sean, have a great weekend. And you. Thank you. Bye-bye. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.